to the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Core Happiness. How many of you would love to feel more calm and at peace? In this episode, we are going to discuss evidence-based strategies for overcoming fear and anxiety, as well as how to manage common triggers and the daily obstacles that we experience every day in order to achieve a greater sense of calm and peace. Fear and anxiety are two of the most common emotions that we experience as humans. They're both natural responses to danger or threat, but if they're not managed properly, they can become debilitating. So while fear and anxiety are two different emotions, they are closely related. Fear is a natural response to danger or threat. It is the feeling of alarm or dread that motivates us to take action to protect ourselves. And anxiety, on the other hand, is more of a general feeling of worry or just being uneasy. And it can be caused by real or perceived threats, and it can lead to physical symptoms such as sweating, racing heart, difficulty breathing. So when you think of anxiety attacks, when you think of panic attacks. And while common, I don't believe that a lot of people stop to think about the triggers for fear and anxiety. So one of the main triggers that a lot of people don't talk about is biological. The brains of people with anxiety disorders are often wired a little bit differently than the brains of people who do not have anxiety disorders. So for example, people with anxiety disorders have a higher level of activity in the amygdala, the part of the brain that is involved in processing fear. But they also can have a lower level of activity in the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that is involved with controlling emotions. So theoretically, for some people, they may have a higher brain activity when it comes to processing fear while also having a low brain activity for controlling the emotions of that fear. So for those people that have an anxiety disorder, they are perceiving a lot of threats. And again, as we've talked about mentally, if your mind is perceiving a threat, your body is going to act as if right? So biological is one cause of fear and anxiety that most people do not talk about. Another trigger could actually be a threat, either real or perceived. And that could be anything from a physical threat. It could be a dangerous animal. It could be social settings. It could even be public speaking. So anything that you perceive as a threat, anything that you perceive as dangerous, for people who are afraid of flying, for people who are afraid of heights, for people who are afraid of driving, right? So a threat, either real or perceived, that is the most common trigger. Then you have uncertainty, where we're just not sure what's gonna happen. And the lack of knowing causes us fear and anxiety. So this is for people who are like, I do not like change. What they don't like is, unknown of what that change is going to bring, the unknown of doing something different. That triggers a lot of fear and anxiety. 
Past experiences or any type of trauma can also lead to fear and anxiety. So think about rejection or loss. It's the sense of not wanting to relive it, not wanting it to happen again. I've experienced trauma. I do not want trauma to happen again. Therefore, I'm going to be very sensitive to anything that I'm triggered by because of my past trauma. Other common triggers could be medical conditions. So people with heart disease, diabetes, that can all cause anxiety. And then you even have medications. People who take birth control, steroids, any type of medication prescribed by a doctor usually has caution for symptoms of anxiety. In addition to having fear and anxiety, we also experience daily obstacles that make it really difficult for us to overcome or even manage the fear and anxiety that we may be facing on the day-to-day. And it's important to understand these obstacles because you can't overcome them if you don't understand them. So the most common is negative thoughts. When we are afraid, we often have negative thoughts about what might happen. We let our mind run wild. We start thinking of worst case scenarios and We let the worst case scenario take over and we start going down a very negative mind spiral. And those thoughts just make our fear worse, which is why it is important to challenge those negative thoughts and replace them with something more realistic and something helpful. How many of you, when you are scared of something or if something's unknown, you just avoid it altogether? I know I do sometimes. (laughs) And that's avoidance. So anytime that we avoid situations that we're afraid of, we actually make our fear worse in the long run. So it's important to face your fear head on, even if it's scary. The saying, just do it scared, that's what it means. Don't avoid it. Be scared. That's okay. But do it anyway. Which leads me to the next obstacle, which is perfectionism. This comes up so much with my coaching clients. The fact that we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. Sometimes it's so high that the expectation and the level is unable to be reached. And that leads to so much anxiety and so much self-doubt. So it's important to be compassionate and kind and accept our imperfections. Because we can find perfection in our imperfections. That's what makes us unique. That's what makes us whole. Be kind because compassion is the antidote to perfectionism. And then low self-esteem is another obstacle. If we don't believe in ourselves, we are more likely to feel anxious and afraid. It is important to build on our self-esteem by focusing on our strengths and our accomplishments. So let's go further into some tips. And I want to focus on tips that are based on the latest research in psychology and neuroscience. Number one, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, otherwise known as CBT. CBT is a type of therapy that helps you change the way you think about or react to certain things, including fear and anxiety. Our thoughts, as I've said many times in this podcast, our thoughts are so powerful and they have a big impact on our emotions. When we're afraid, we often think negative thoughts about what might happen. Those thoughts make our fear worse and we need to stop and challenge those thoughts and replace them with something more realistic and more helpful. So for example, if you're afraid of flying, you might say, 
okay, well, I'm afraid of flying because I think that there's going to be a crash. But the more that I do my research, I realize the actual percentage of plane crashes are actually very small. That's a way to challenge a thought. Another tip for managing fear and anxiety is exposure therapy. Exposure therapy involves gradually exposing yourself to things that you are afraid of in a safe and controlled environment. Because the more that you start to expose yourself to something, the more confidence you'll gain and realize that that perceived threat is not a real threat. And overcoming a fear leads to more confidence. Another tip is meditation. Meditation has always been known to help calm the mind and the body to reduce anxiety. Relaxation techniques, such as deep breathing, progressive muscle relaxation, exercising and sleep, super important. We know that exercise can help reduce stress and anxiety, but when we're sleep deprived, we are already starting off with the heightened sense of anxiety. So it is very important to get enough sleep. It will help improve your mood, reduce stress, and boost your coping skills. Another big tip is avoid caffeine and alcohol. Now, I know there are so many people who are like, I need my coffee. I cannot function in the morning. Do not talk to me until I have my coffee. And I know there are some people who are like, at the end of the day, I need to unwind. I just need a glass of wine. I need a beer. But caffeine and alcohol can worsen the symptoms of fear and anxiety. So if you're struggling with these emotions, it is just best to avoid them. Just stay away from both caffeine and alcohol. And the last tip is support groups. Support groups provide the safe place to talk about fears and phobias and anxiety with people who understand, with people who can relate, and people who can help you deal with certain situations. I mean, there are millions of people around the world who struggle with fear and anxiety, and there are so many resources out there to help. But start with these tips, because overcoming fear and anxiety can have such an amazing impact on our personal growth. Scientifically, we've already talked about how we can build confidence by facing things head on and overcoming fears, but we can also learn how to handle difficult situations. We can become more resilient. We can bounce back from setbacks. We can bounce back from challenges. We can weather whatever storm life wants to throw at us, right, in the face of adversity. And think about it. When we're not weighed down by so much fear and anxiety, we're free to live our lives fully. We can take risks. We can try new things. We can experience all that life has to offer. We can expand. We don't have to live so small and tight in fear. We can be open. We can just live a more fulfilling and enriching life. Because when we are more open and vulnerable, we're better able to connect with people on a deeper level. And this can help our social lives. This can help us with having stronger connections to people in our lives. So when we face our fears and overcome obstacles, we learn more about ourselves and what we're capable of. And that discovery helps us have a more meaningful existence. What does this look like? Let me give you some examples. There was a woman who was afraid of spiders and started off reading books about spiders. Then she started looking at spiders. Then she became more comfortable and started handling spiders. And that, overcoming that fear, overcoming that arachnophobia, helped her become a zookeeper who now works with animals. I can tell you my own story. When I was very little, in after-school care, I was outside on the playground and I got stung by a bee. 
and it was full-on anaphylactic shock. It was horrible. And ever since then, I have been afraid of anything that can sting me. I just full-on phobia. And then recently, I was reading a book, and it wasn't a book about bees. Definitely not. I would never pick up a book about bees. But I was reading a book, and in the book, the main character was a beekeeper. And there was a lot of information about her job and how she took care of the bees and a lot of correlations that the main character was making between her life and how the bees thrive and communicate and harvest and protect their queen and why they feel anxiety and fear. And it was very eye-opening for me to the point where as I was reading the book, I was outside and I saw a bee and I did not freak out. And I just kept moving, kept it going. Hello, B. Acknowledge you, namaste. Keep it moving. You do your thing, I do my thing. But I didn't freak out. By the time I was done with the book, and this is actually just the other day, I was out in the yard, um, cleaning up the yard, doing some yard work, and I saw this little black spot on the ground, and I went to move it. And it was a dead bee, a very large bee, but it was a dead bee. And I found myself feeling really bad for the bee. Very bad for the bee. And I kept thinking, wow, what happened? Was he away from his hive too long? Was he attacked? Was he under some type of threat where he had to use his stinger? And then after he stung, he died. And I actually felt really bad about this bee. So my phobia for decades was lessened simply by learning and understanding more about the thing that I was afraid of. And the last example I'll give is, I know a guy who was afraid of heights and he started going to the top of tall buildings with a friend just to face his fear. Then he started to fly. Then he started taking flying lessons. And now he travels the world and experiences new cultures. So the next time you feel fear or anxiety, just take a deep breath, remind yourself that you're not alone, try these tips, because you can overcome these emotions with time, effort, and the right support. And the personal awareness and the personal growth that you gain from overcoming and managing your fear and anxiety is well worth the time and effort. I promise. Give it a try. And that's all we have for today. I hope you join us next time. I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at corehappiness.com. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, sending you my love.